Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, with a motorcycle going on in the background, <clears throat> but let your yes be yes. And your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So how do we get to this place? How do we get to the place of our yes being yes and our no being no? We're going to examine that this morning. Your yes being yes and your no being no means, do you have confidence? It is all about confidence. Faith in and of itself is Confidence, that's putting your faith in something or somebody is putting your confidence in them. That is faith. It's confidence. One shallow amen from the very back. <laughs> you know, because most people, what they think faith is, is they think of it as some sort of mystery shrouded in mist. Well, you know, I'm just hoping and a praying. You know, that country bumpkin Christianity isn't, isn't the Bible. My grandpa taught me how to cuss and to pray. That's not the Bible. I know that's a country music song, but that's not the Bible. Faith is confidence. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about confidence. Those are two very different things. So why is your yes, yes, and your no, no? Why is it? It has to be based in something, right? If your yes is yes on any subject or your no is no on any subject, it has to be based in something. It can't be I believe. I believe is a launching pad for heresy. I believe is a launching pad for idolatry. Many Christians fill in their entire theology with those two words, I believe. I know that it's scriptural to a degree, but only if it's scriptural. I don't know how you caught that. I believe has to be founded in something. Your yes has to be founded in something. Your no has to be founded in something. Instead of I believe, I want everybody to switch over to it is written. Instead of I believe, it should be it is written. Where do you get that from? Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, 3 through 11. Matthew 4, 3 through 11. Jesus coming off a 40-day fast. Now when the tempter came to him... <clears throat> He said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written. A lot of Christians would answer and say, you have to use wisdom. Man shall not live. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is, for it is written. Now Jesus had already answered him with Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. 
Man shall not live by bread alone. That's not just Matthew 5.44. That's Deuteronomy 8.3. Before Jesus had spoken Matthew 5.44. So the devil comes to him and answers him back. For it is written. We'll get into that in a minute. He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you should dash your foot against the stone. What is that? Psalm 91. So the devil answers Jesus with Psalm 91. What does Jesus do? Jesus said to him, it is written again. He trumps misused scripture with the Bible. Which is what we will do today. The devil will come to you with the Bible. Misused, misinterpreted, and misapplied. Just like he does right here. So Jesus had to put on the again at the back end of it. It is written again. In other words, I am answering you with this. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. That's also Matthew 4, 7. But before it became Matthew 4, 7, that was Deuteronomy 6, 16. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things... Will I give you if you will fall down and worship me? Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written. Now if Jesus throws down, it is written, what should we be throwing down? I believe, or you have to use wisdom, or for it is written. Why can't Christians do that? Because they don't know the Bible. I'm telling you right now, and I know that I say this just about every week, but I am telling you right now, judging from, if you look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. When those witnesses look at the American evangelical movement, they're going, how in the world are these people so ignorant? If you look at most of the evangelical movement in America, I question whether they're saved. Why? Because of their witness. How do you not see the sign of the times? How are you preaching about marriage this morning? How are you preaching about honor this morning? When the antichrist spirit is running all around the globe wreaking havoc. How, you, how is it that you're going to preach another sermon today about being a prayer warrior? Because they have no idea about for it is written. As the book of Revelation unfolds right before their very eyes and they do nothing. But obey the dictates of the devil himself. For, because they don't know they're destroyed for. Right. And everybody knows that verse but nobody has any knowledge. For it is written. After the devil says, bow down and worship, worship me, Jesus answers, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only will you, will you serve, shall you serve. Where does he get that? Exodus 34, 14, and a few verses also in Deuteronomy. You'll worship the Lord your God only. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. That is, that is how your yes is yes, and your no is no. Otherwise, what are you founding it in? My yes is yes because it is written. My no is no because it is written. 
How are God's people destroyed? For lack of knowledge and the rejection thereof. We know this verse. I said everybody knows it. But really they only know part of it. They only know the first sentence. Hosea 4, 6. So they're actually destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not having the knowledge of the verse about lack of knowledge. <laughs> Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Whoops! Christians wonder why their kids aren't saved. Do you ever wonder? I, 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 actually, I absolutely marvel at Christians. And coming right out of Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Thinking more highly of themselves than they ought. I'm like, have you not seen because of your own lack of knowledge or the rejection thereof that your own kids are not saved? I was driving out of my own neighborhood today and I saw a neighbor, friend of mine. And she's supposed to be a Christian. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing walking on Sunday morning? Where are you supposed to be? Do you wonder why one right after another of your children are not saved? Well, what are you getting that from? Well, because she's, she's forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's the word of God. For it is written. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Is that living it out, walking your dog instead of going to church? I wonder why my kids aren't saved. That's why. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That really doesn't apply to my neighbor. It's the second part, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject you. As you see Revelation 13, 16 through 18 unfold before your very eyes that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and you preach about love today? Well, today we're going to focus on compassion. What are you doing? Quiet in here. You must have wanted a sermon on compassion today. <laughs> Wrong place. Listen, we preach the word instantly here. In season, out of season, reproving, rebuking, exhorting with all long suffering and doctrine. Second Timothy 4.2, that's what we do here. If that means we accumulate people, fantastic. If it doesn't, fantastic. <laughs> you just preach the word. Not trying to accumulate people, that's not my job. My job is to preach the Bible. That's it. However it lands, it lands. How are God's people destroyed? Lack of knowledge, rejection of knowledge. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. Let's look at two interpretations here. Two versions of it. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. That's the King James Version. The NIV puts it this way. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. So when they have no idea where they're going, they cast off the constraints found in the word because they don't even know the word. You have very compliant churches right now at this very moment. Right now, whether it's Canada, whether it's America, have you seen Australia? Australia, right at the moment, you don't think it could get any worse? 
trumps that belief again. This is Australia. I mean, listen, folks, Australia's gone. It only took 18 months to destroy an entire country. With a 99.9% survivable virus, they're gone. That's all that it took. They're gone. Because where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. What restraint has been cast off in Australia? Absolute authority corrupts. Absolutely. The constraint of authority has been cast off in Australia. It's a police state. You have to take a picture of your, in some provinces, you have to take a picture of yourself. They send you an alert on your phone because your mark of the beast, I'm sorry, your vaccine passport technology that's on your phone. They send you a message to say, take your picture now and you got 15 minutes. This is a five eyes country. Does everybody know what a five eyes country is? These are the closest allies America has. Australia, Canada, England, New Zealand, Japan, five eyes countries. These are the ones we, we share top secret information with. And there they'll send you a notice and say, you got, you got 15 minutes. What if you don't take a picture of yourself and send it in? So because they're going to COVID tra- trace you. You got fi- the 15 minutes, and then if you don't send it in, the cops are coming. That's absolute fact. They're not ashamed of it. They put it out on their own websites. Pull it up. Think it's right-wing, what? think it's just uh, right-wing conspiracy theory? And the church today is preaching about your best life now? Instead of, instead of actually going to war spiritually, they've cast off restraint. They have no revelation. The American church now, what's the restraint they've cast off? They've cast off the restraint found in the word. They should be preaching the word. That restraint has been cast off because they have no revelation of the word. Therefore, they don't preach the word. Because they use verses and they use, not verses, they use statements like you have to use wisdom or I believe instead of for it is written. It should be for it is written. That's why my yes is yes and my no is no. Why do I believe that you're healed every time? For it is written. He took up your infirmities and carried your diseases. Matthew chapter 8 verse 17. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Psalm 103.3. By his stripes you were Healed, First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. It is written. That's why my yes is yes and my no is no. Psalm 37, 23 says this, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Well, Tom, that sounds complicated. Is that complicated? The steps of a good man are ordered by God. And God delights in those steps. Well, that's mysterious. Is it really mysterious? What are are the steps that are before you right now? Some of you, you're going to try to answer this. Don't try right now. What are your ordered steps? Does anybody know? Don't answer. Because what everybody tries to do when you ask that question is predict the future. What are my steps? What will the future, how will the future unfold? Is that your calling? Is that what you're supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Psalm 119, 105. 
Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The steps of a good man, the path of a good man are ordered by the Lord. How do you know that path? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Every single answer to everything in life is found right here in the word of God. That's, it's simple. Well, what's my job going to be? If you study the word, you'll have so much revelation, you'll see the doors open. If you don't study the word, you will not have the revelation to see doors open and close. Because all life is about for a Christian is melting the ice wall of unbelief. Should I stay married? Should I not? Well, what does the word say? Oh, you're free to get a divorce if there's adultery. Otherwise, guess what? You're called to stay right where you're at. See, thy word is a lamp unto thy feet. Amen. Should I be a jerk? Well, I don't know. What does 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 say? In the definition of love. Does love behave rudely? Well, then you shouldn't be a jerk, right? I'm just so spiritual that I'm a jerk. There's people who believe that. So life really is simple. It's just hard. It's not complicated. If you want, if you want your life to unfold before your eyes, you're going to have to be able to see it. Does everybody get what I'm telling you? Most people in this room currently are living in blindness. I'm not, it doesn't matter whether, I'm not talking about whether you're saved or not. I'm talking about even Christians who are saved. I mean, you've got to look at Romans chapter 8. Starting in verse 5, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile toward God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Romans 8, 5 through 8. Right? That was written to born-again believers who are blind. They live according. They cannot see. They don't know when God opens doors. People are always praying for God to do what he's already done. Oh, Lord, set my path before me. Already ordered. It's already ordered. Before you were ever born, it was ordered. Declared, etched in stone. Just like the tablets of the Ten Commandments. Etched in stone. But people can't see it. They don't pray. They don't study. They skip church. So you're blind. You're carnal. I hope you're getting what I'm telling you. Because it'll change if you change. It will not if you don't. On the video that we always play for the podcast, we're always talking about people think that God is in control. He's not. I hate to, this is going to ruin your life, some of you. Because you, you know what's great about God being in control? You can blame him for everything. Oh, God's in control. That's why I'm a jerk. That's why my kids aren't saved. God's in control. Why my marriage is horrible. Now, it's not in control. Who told you that? Find that right here. I want to listen. Find it. Now, you better know it now. Meet me at the door. Find where God's in control. You won't find it. God's sovereign. What does sovereign mean? It's God's in control. Wrong. That's a misinterpretation to keep people tithing at the church. Thank you, babe. 
That's what it is. Keep people happy. God's in control. No, he's not. Sovereignty of God means above all, not in control of all. You see how you can manipulate it? It's just like I remember a former member of this church came up to me and was trying to quote scripture. He says, all scripture is given for inspiration. No, it's not what it says. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. You see how you can manipulate it? The devil does the same thing with Jesus. Devil's not stupid. And by the way, he's not a threat to most people in this room. He only has a certain amount of demons. He's not omnipresent like the Holy Spirit. He has to assign demons. Is he gonna, people are Christians are always coming up to me. You know, the devil's got me, you know, the devil's doing this and demons are doing that. I'm like, demons for you? <laughs> no, you're not getting assigned demons. And just so you know, so you don't think I'm an arrogant jerk, I don't think they're assigned to me either. Why? Are you raising the dead? How many people are you winning? You're barely able to stay saved. Do you think the devil's a sign? The devil's got you beat already. Your own carnality has you defeated without the devil's involvement. I'm applying this to me too. Most of, I've been saved since 1987. 99.9% .9 of my problems were caused by my own carnality. Had nothing to do with the devil. Nothing. Doesn't need to. I'll destroy myself. You look at the world being destroyed right now. Is it really being destroyed by the devil? You can look at it this way. It's, it's maybe, maybe a concept was instituted by the devil and everybody just took it from there. Oh, just give it to the evil people. And they'll just take it to the nth degree. You give, the, you give, the, give evil people an inch, they'll take a... Right? Life is, life is really simple. You're going to have to be able to see doors open and close before your very eyes. And the only way to do that is to remove the blinders from your eyes. The only way to do that is through faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto thy feet. Your steps are ordered, but the only way to see it is through the word. Amen. So you're telling me that God's going to tell me what job I get? No. If you know the word... You'll be operating in faith because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, you'll see your job open because you have revelation. Those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. The spirit, what is this called? The sword of the spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Hope you're getting it. The rejection of the word is one of the chief characteristics of the devil. See how, see how I bring quiet to a room? I marvel at my strength, my, my anointing. I marvel at my own power to bring silence into a room. <laughs> the rejection of the word is a chief characteristic of the demonic. Do we live in the word or do we live by I believe or I feel? I feel might be more popular than I believe. I feel might be the most popular of all. That one might be even more popular than I, you have to use wisdom. It could be. Where do you get this from, Tom? John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45. Let me reiterate this to you. The rejection of the word is a chief characteristic of the demonic. 
I use these verses all the time. I'm going to use one of them this morning. John chapter 8, 44 and 45, focusing on 44. You are of Jesus. Now, who is Jesus speaking to? Those that believe that Romans chapter 13 means that you have to yield to your ruling authorities in all situations. Who's Jesus speaking to here? He's speaking to his ruling authorities. Tom, you're contradicting scripture. No, I'm not. I'll show you in a minute. So Jesus, to his ruling authority, says, you are of your father, the devil. Ouch. And the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because, the tru- because there is no truth in him. How many of us desire a veiled lie over hardcore truth? Because the veiled lie enables us to live sedated in life. I get to think highly of myself if you just will feed me nice veiled lies. We don't want that in any other area of our lives except spiritually. You don't, really don't want to go in to a doctor and have him tell you veiled lies, do you? Do you want the truth? Why is it? Now, with something far more important like eternity, should we not know the truth? But the chief characteristic of the demonic is, does not stand in the truth. Whether the truth hurts or doesn't hurt, you stand in it. Period. If you go into 845, he is the father of lies. His native language is lying. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 says this, a part of the armor of God. Stand therefore, having your waist gird about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. If your yes is yes and your no is no, if you want, those to, if you want that to be the case, then you have to be girded about your waist with the truth. Otherwise, what's your yes? A yes to. What is the cost of not standing in the truth? Of not loving the truth. What's the cost? Now, loving the truth, what does love mean in Scripture? What's the primary definition of love in Scripture? Obedience. This is love for God to obey His commands. There's no more simpler verse than that in Scripture. 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. This is love for God. Obey His commands. Well, we love God, but you know, we, we sin all the time. You don't love God. And you're not going to heaven. Because those who don't love God are not going to heaven. Love is not, love is not difficult to understand. It's just difficult to do. Love for God is to obey Him. So not loving the truth means to not obey the truth. Where do you get this from, Tom? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 9 through 11. Why is this verse not being preached right now in every church in the world? Because it might cause you to get arrested. It might cause people to leave your church. All all the people, I, I was driving here this morning, I absolutely marvel at this. I really do, and I don't mean marvel in a good way. I marvel at the galactic stupidity of it. 
I was driving here and I was going past the car out on Win Winchester. No, actually, I don't even think I got past her. I just saw, I just saw her in her side view mirror. Here we are. What is today? September 12th, 2021. 18 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. You realize that's where we're at? See, eventually what happens is if you're not mindful of things, you'll get blind. You'll forget what the, the lies that have been told to you from day one. Lies. 14 days to flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the curve to keep the hospitals from being overrun. Of yet, I have not, I have not filmed. No, and I, there's a guy in the church here. I don't know if he wants me to use his name yet. But he goes around filming hospitals for me. Not found one yet. It's overrun. Not one. Inglewood, nah. Venice, no. SMH, no. Fawcett, no. Yesterday he hit St. Petersburg, none. And you'll, you'll end up living in lies. People get used to it. I'm, and I pull, and I see this woman. Here we are 18 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. And I see her in a side view mirror. She, her, her mask could not have been on any tighter. I don't know how she stays conscious. Because it was an N95. Driving with the people she lives with. With an N95 mask on. Which does nothing. N95 blocks particles that are 0.3 or above. The, high, the biggest COVID particle is 0.14. Truth. Facts. It's doing nothing. But very firm because she looked perfect. That thing was pressed against her face. Some people, you know, they got the goofy mask kind of hanging around their chin or under their nose or loose. Not this woman. She looked like she was going in. She looked like she was part of a biohazard team at the sheriff's office when I was there. 18 months in, I wanted to pull up next to her and just, you scream at her. I'm like, how can you be so dumb? Because she does not love scripture. She's probably on her way to church. Seriously. It's about that time, a little before nine o'clock. Probably on her way to church. Probably sitting in the mass section right now as they preach about love and marriage again. Preach about, we're preaching about honor today. Honor? And what message, well, let me see what Pastor Goodbody here, what, did, what message did he kipe off the internet? What should he be preaching on? The word. Chief characteristic of the demonic is to not love the Bible. Love it means obey it. Does that mean I have to be nice to my husband? Submit to my husband? Yeah, it does. See how I bring silence to a room? What is, what's your Christian marriage all about? Is your Christian marriage about what you believe or for it is written? Does that mean you're telling me that I've got to love my old lady? There you're already off track. That's esteeming your wife like Christ loved the church by calling her your old lady? Well, that's what the rednecks in Inglewood do. Well, have you seen the rednecks in Inglewood? That's what you want to be a couple years from now? <laughs> Who, why would you emulate them? I've never called my wife old lady ever. We've been married 25 years, not once. I don't like going through rounds of celibacy. <laughs> I'm not looking to fast sex. 
You want to do that? Go ahead. Some of you are already doing it in your marriages anyway. Whether it's conscious or subconscious, you're fasting sex. Go ahead. <laughs> Chief characteristic of the demonic are people who do not hold to the truth and do not love the Bible. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 11, in case you're wondering if I was ever going to get there. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. With all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Because, why? 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 Because, it, now everybody wants that first part. All the lying wonders, power, signs. And everybody talks about it as if it's a Hollywood movie. There's no mystery here. To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 4 verse 11, Jesus speaking. There's no mystery for you. Why are these things happening? The unrighteous deception among those who perish. Lying signs and wonders. The works of Satan. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth. Life is simple. It's not the devil didn't come in and possess a bunch of people. They just simply don't love the truth. For me, I want to know. I want to know. I would, I would rather know that I'm going to hell right now so that I have a shot of fixing that. I would rather know that I am implementing hell on earth right now so that I can fix it. I helped some of you this morning by not calling your wife or your husband old man or old lady. I just helped you. I gave you revelation unto life. They don't, people, it's very simple. Life is simple. Evil comes because they did not receive love of the truth. Love of the truth means what? Obedience to the truth. For those of you that are vacillating around the outskirts of Christianity, you had better make your decision now. You think you're going to escape death? Just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. Right? It's going to be you. Oh, I'm tricking mom right now. Sneaking out at night. Nobody knows. Oh yeah. That will be, listen. The average age in America is 77. That's the lifespan. Most technologically sound nation pales in comparison to Japan. That's for, another, that's for another day. There's people over there walking around at 110. Walking around, going out to eat. But if you're a standard American right now who dishonors your parents, you're not going to have a long life. Exodus chapter 23 through 17, the Ten Commandments. You're not going to have a long life. And you will stand before God. See, this is a different kind of church, isn't it? This is the way the gospel was preached in the 80s. Some of the 90s, now it's faded away. That's why everybody will run to take the mark of the beast. Oh, that can't happen. The entire European Union's doing it right now. Is it really to that level? Well, it's either at that level or the skids are being greased for it. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your mark. Your QR code. Oh, Tom, come on now. You're a right-wing conspiracy theorist. I'm not. I'm reading the Bible. Is that right-wing conspiracy to you? Does it seem evil to you to serve the Lord? 
Joshua 24, 15? Or is it the truth? Took, it took us 18 months to get to vaccine passports. How much longer do you think it'll take to the marks on your forehead or on your right hand? If we don't stand. We can change it. We can hold off the judgment of the Lord. We might get to that if I don't watch the second service. What you get, they don't get. What they get, you don't get. Watch the second service. Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Verse 11. And for this reason. What's the reason again? Because they did not obey the truth. They do not love the truth. For this reason. God will send them a strong delusion. Those of you that are messing around with sin. Men, look at me. If you're on the internet, in and out of pornography, you'd better watch yourself. If you don't love the truth, a strong delusion can come upon you. And you end up in a Hebrews 6.6 situation where you cannot be renewed to repentance. Be careful what you do. You're welcome. I know nobody preaches this. I know it. I know I stand alone. I don't care. If this church empties out, I don't care. I don't care. I'll go live on the side of a mountain, put two slats of wood on my feet and ski down every day <laughs> until you have to take the mark of the beast to go up the ski lift. Then I'll build my own and wait for Jesus to come back. I don't need to preach. I want to preach. And want is a stronger need, is stronger than need. Be careful what you do. For this reason, God will send them a strong delusion because they did not love the truth. Not know the truth. Love the truth. That they should believe. That they should believe the lie because they did not receive the love of the truth. Let me read that verse because I butchered it. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie because they did not receive the love of the truth. So people end up believing lies because they don't love the truth. Jesus said, because I tell you the truth. Because, because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. So in other words, because I tell you the truth, it offends you. Don't let that be you. People will answer what I just said. Well, thank goodness I'm saved. Many will say that as they take the mark of the beast without even knowing it. How many of you, how many of you believe that when people take the mark of the beast that they think they're going to hell? Do you think that's going to be sold that way? Hey, Satan at the door here. Got the mark. Who wants it? Damnation. Who wants it? Hell for all of eternity. Do you think that's, I mean, look at where we're at right now. Look at the worldwide church. Do they think they're wrong? They've been locked down. They've been closed. Nobody's rising up. I've told you about the Five Eyes Nations. New Zealand's another one. Gone. They're gone. There's, not a, there's, no, there's nobody going to church there, folks. And if they are, it's government mandated. They're a stated church. They're a status church. Here's how many people can go. You're allowed at this capacity. This week, this capacity. That week, this capacity. By the power of pervs. People who love to lord themselves over the body of Christ. That sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like the Antichrist. They like to, they like to dictate to the church. 
This is how many people can come. This is how many people can't come. They love it. Thank goodness I'm saved. I don't have to do, do you really, do you really think that statement's going to keep people? It's an overly simplistic thing to talk about the mark of the beast. You can just put it this way. Whether it's the mark of the beast or people just thinking that they're saved. Many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And then thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I say unto them, depart from me, you work of iniquity, for I never knew you. But those people are thinking they're saved. What makes them not saved? They don't love the truth. They form, their, they form their own Jesus and are saved by him. And that Jesus is actually the Antichrist spirit. They form their own version of Jesus. That's why you hear Psalm 138 too around here all the time. For I have magnified my word above all my name. Because anybody can form a name of Jesus and worship it and consider themselves to be saved. Man has been doing it from day one. Read the book of Exodus. Read the book of Deuteronomy. Men have been doing it from day one. Let me form my own carved image and worship it. That way it's comfortable. That, you know what? That, that, that carved image doesn't mind if I drop the F-bomb every other word. And I still, I'm still saved. That, that carved image doesn't mind that I'm a liar. That carved image doesn't mind that I don't love my wife like Christ loved the church. That carved image doesn't mind that I don't submit to my husband as to the Lord. Form my own Jesus that way. That way I get to be saved on my own terms. Those, it's the same mindset as taking the mark of the beast. You think it's any different? Nobody's going to take the mark, folks, thinking they're going to hell. You know that, right? It's a strong delusion. It's quiet in here. I'm preparing you. I don't know. What, listen, no one knows. It's Matthew 20. See, I'm, I'm governed by the word. No one knows about the day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven nor the sun, but only the Father knows. Matthew 24, 36, Jesus speaking. Only the Father knows. I don't know how it's all going to play out. I don't know whether we've got 10 years. I don't know if we've got 10, you know, 10 months. I have no idea. There's a lot of things that have to happen in the book of Revelation that haven't happened yet for Jesus to come back. But we can hold off on this generation if we learn to love the truth. It's not just a matter of knowing what the Bible says. It's a matter of revelation. As you know what the Bible says, you will have revelatory knowledge on that is a yes and that is a no. And I'm not just talking about sin or not sin. Take this job, don't take this job. In Florida, because it's such a transient culture, I see so many people move that shouldn't move. People, so many people have greener pasture syndrome. They live here. Because they're always from somewhere else. You know, I make fun of Tennessee all the time. I'm trying to buy a house in Tennessee. The, the difference is this though. I don't look at Tennessee as the panacea. But once I get there, then I'll be happy. I go there because I want to have cold Thanksgivings. I'm tired of putting up Christmas lights, sweating profusely, getting eaten alive by no <laughs> Downside of Florida. I love Florida. Lived here most of my life. But I do get a little depressing out there in November. I try as hard as I can. Every year, my family will attest. I go out in the garage. I put on, you know, I put on some Christmas music. 
It's 94 degrees outside with 90% humidity on November 30th. Hanging my Christmas lights, sweating and getting eaten alive. So I'm looking for an alternative. I certainly don't look at it as a place where I'm finally going to be happy. Some of you do. And whether it's Tennessee or whether it's a motorcycle, whether it's an RV, we're going to get in the RV and we're going to travel. It's going to make you happy. No, it won't. You're not designed that way. It'll never work. It's like trying to enter a Ferrari in an off-road race. You're not designed for it. You're not designed to be happy without God, so you might as well forget it. And the reason why some of you, you're like, well, I do have God. I'm saved. Yeah, but you're not all in. You don't pray. You don't study the word. You're not all in. Listen to God. He is a consuming fire. Unless you're being consumed, you're miserable. The reason why you're miserable is because you are not being consumed by God. Well, that doesn't sound like a democracy. It ain't. He's God. He's not looking for your permission. You have to give it to him because that's what he's designed. But the Bible is not looking for your permission. You're miserable because you're not being consumed. So you're disinterested because you're not being consumed. A lot of you are looking at other people's Christianity and saying, I don't want what they have. Well, their Christianity is not the Bible. Well, I don't really want what my parents to have. Kind of boring, their Christianity. Maybe it is because they don't do what they're supposed to do. Think that's going to spare you on the day of judgment? Well, I chose not to follow Jesus because my parents were boring Christians. Oh, well, no problem. Then enter ye into thy rest. Thank goodness I'm already saved. I'm already spared. Don't have to worry about the mark of the beast. Don't have to worry about going to hell. That's Calvinism. Find it in the Word. Let's look at what the Word says. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 17. None of this, I don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Don't have to worry about being a lover of the truth. Don't have to worry about losing my salvation. Don't have to worry about taking the mark of the beast. Well, that, is that what the Bible says? Look at me now. Is that what the Bible says? I know that's what Charles Stanley says. I'm asking you, is that what the Bible says? I know that's what Franklin Graham says, but is that what the Bible says? I know it's what Pastor Skinny Jeans and Pastor Skip Verses says. But is that what the Bible says? The pastors who want their career in ministry, that's what they say. See, aren't you comforted by the fact that I don't need you? Aren't you? You could all leave today and have no effect on my life. You're like, Tom, how could you say that? It wouldn't. Ask people who know me. My life doesn't change at all, no matter who comes and goes. That's actually loving you more than letting you affect how I minister. I love you too much to let you change how I preach. It's loving you more. Because here's the thing. I want you. I don't need you. You see it? How many of you want to be in a relationship where you're needed instead of wanted? <laughs> Not me. I won't. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm off the market. And a lot of people are like, what market? Nobody pay attention anyway. I agree. But here's the thing. <laughs> Back in the day when I was looking for somebody to date, if you were needy, I have absolutely no interest in you. None. Absolutely none. 
Acknowledge me. No. If you're needy in this church and you're looking for me to give you attention, I'll do the opposite. I'll spot it. I smell it on you. <laughs> needy. I'm trying. And you're like, that's, <clears throat> you're saying that's just because you're me. No, it's not. It's because I'm a pastor. And I see you and I'm like, this is what they need. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feed your neediness. I'll do the opposite. Oh, I can tell Tom doesn't wave at me. I can tell that person. Tom doesn't wave at me today. I'm going to be offended. I'll purposely not wave at you. <laughs> I may even mock you a little bit as I look you in the eye and not wave at you. <laughs> it's for your good. It's time to stop being a 12-year-old girl. You're 48-year-old man with hair all over your body. It's time to stop being a 12-year-old girl. Like I tell you every week, if you want to be a 12-year-old girl, Ellie Angel literally is right there. And you can identify as a 12-year-old girl in our culture anyway and go ahead and sign up. They won't turn you back. You can go there as a 64-year-old, 12-year-old girl with a full beard. They'll take you in. They don't want to offend you. Sit you right in a class next to everybody else's real 12-year-old girls. Well, that doesn't happen. Do you ever read media? Happens all over our culture. 1 Peter 4.17 says, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. Why? If it's all set and you're all settled because you said a sinner's prayer when you were eight, then why does it say here, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Here's the kicker, 1 Peter 4.18. And if it is hard for the righteous, and if it is hard for those who are right in the sight of God to be saved. See, we preach the gospel here. I'm not worried about offending the Southern Baptist doctrine or the Southern Baptist convention. Only thing I worry about offending is the Bible and the only one I'm worried about offending is the Holy Spirit. And if it is hard for the righteous, those who are currently in right standing with God is what that means. And it is hard for the righteous to be saved. Wait a minute. I was told when I said this sinner's prayer that I was saved. You are. But you're going to have to hold on to it. What will, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. He who endures until the end will be saved. Who said that twice? Who said it twice? It's in the book of Matthew, chapter 10 and 24. Chapter, chapter 10 and chapter 24. Jesus said it twice. He who endures unto the end will be saved. And the, uh, listen, I'm telling you right now, the false prophets are coming for your salvation. Tom, you're preaching fear. So? <laughs> who, told you, who told you not to preach fear? What kind of fear am I preaching? Am I telling you you're going to die of cancer? No. That's not God's will for you. Is there any fear? You're going to die in a plane crash? Impossible for you. How can you say that? Aunt Susie back in 1973. That's where you formed your theology? You don't even know where she stands, but that, that, that is where you have formed your theology from day one. That's what you teach your kids. All the Christians with masks on their face. That's what you're teaching your kids. 
My theology comes from the word of God. You can't die in a plane crash if you don't want to. If you want to, go ahead. You can go to heaven. Never ever fulfilling God's purpose in your life. You can't die of disease. He took up your infirmities and carried them. How do you die of disease? That's the Bible. Did Jesus have the sniffles? Sniffles? Where, where, exactly, where exactly is that? That, you know, where people, that's my burden, you know. I have arthritis and that's the burden that God has given me to keep me humble. Where's that in the Bible? Oh, Paul's thorn in the flesh. Do you actually read the Bible? Or do you just get some sort of convoluted book about it and read it? What was Paul talking about as thorn in the flesh? I don't know where I'm going with this message this morning. <laughs> what was he talking about? What's the whole chapter about? Was it a, well, he had an eye problem. That's not in the Bible. I know that's what a lot of you believe, but it's not the Bible. It's like a lot of you believe it takes a village. It takes a village to raise, raise a child. That comes from demonic Africa. It doesn't take a village to raise a child. It takes a mom and a dad to raise a child. That's the Bible. What was Paul's thorn in the flesh? People backdooring him everywhere he went. He'd come in, preach the gospel, and then the Jews would follow behind him and preach. Saved, saved Jews would come in behind him and preach circumcision. That was his thorn in the flesh. Read the Bible. Instead of justifying infirmity because Paul was infirmed. He was not infirmed with a physical problem. Paul did this. Paul had that. Paul, where? Where? It's not in there. His infirmity, and you look, actually look at the Greek and look at the Hebrew, has nothing to do with a physical health problem. You're welcome. I know. This bothers a lot of you because a lot of Christians, that's their meaning in life. They think that they're suffering in Christ, but they're just suffering in the midst of their own carnality. Oh, well, I have bipolar. It's just the cross that I bear. <laughs> cross of who? The devil? What cross? He gave you a sound mind. That's the Bible. Amen. Preach that over yourself and your bipolar will disappear. Plus bipolar doesn't exist. You know what you are? You're carnal. You're moody. I know it's way more sexy to say you're bipolar. No, you're just a carnal 12-year-old girl. You are. You're a hormonal, hormonal 12-year-old girl. And I don't care whether you're a 46-year-old man or a 46-year-old woman. That's what it is. Oh, Tom, you can't say that. Folks, I'm gone. It doesn't matter. I'm not getting invited anywhere. <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead and go on your depression medication. Not going to help you. Don't, you. don't you think it's funny how all the depression medication comes with what, what warning? Suicide. Yeah, go ahead and take that. It's the perfect, that is the perfect epitome of the world. That is absolutely epitomizes the world philosophy. Here's our answer. We're going to solve your depression with suicide. Yeah, that'll solve it all right. <laughs> it is hard for the righteous to be saved. That's what it says. Jesus says, he who endures unto the end will be saved. Back to John chapter 8, verse 44. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. What does that mean? 
That's the devil. When he, the devil, speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resource. Thank goodness I don't have that, have anything in common with that. For he is a liar and the father of it, right? What does it mean to speak out of your own resources? Remember, the devil does not hold to the truth. He does not love the truth. He's speaking out of his own resources. How many of you in life, what, what are your own resources? Let's, let's list them. Your past, what you just made up in your mind, your own wisdom, those are your own resources. How many of your lives are run by your own resources? How many of you, when you get in a chunk of money, say 10%'s God's now? Not well, you know, we're planning on tithing. What, 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 is, what is your own resources when it comes to tithing? What do, mo, what do most Christians say? Because 30 to 40% of this church tithes, that's it. So 60% doesn't. Bunch of Christian commies. Bunch of Christian socialists. Living off the welfare of the people who are tithing. You're welcome. Not one, there's not one thing in here that's free. What does piano cost, Aaron? A thousand bucks? That's not free. You might as well just go join the Democratic Party if you don't tithe. You're a socialist. So what's, what's people's own resources? They speak their own theology. What do they always say when they don't tithe? We can't. Right. Every time. Without exception. And if they don't say it, that's what they're living. So they're still speaking out of their own resources, either through what they say or how they live. Oh, here's just another pastor coming after my money. This is not for, I'm not trying to get your money. This is for you to prosper because that's what you're called to do. But you're not prospering until you yield your finances over to the prosperer. But he said people speak out of their own resources. I believe you have to use wisdom. That's their own resources. You sound just like the devil. That's why Jesus said to the religious elite of the day, you are of your father the devil. He will say the same thing to the modern evangelical church. Because they're speaking out of their own resources. What do you do the moment that COVID comes? For it is written. That's what you do. No plague shall draw near my dwelling. Plus, you know what you can do too? I brought my list of facts. In closing, <laughs> got about nine minutes to go. Everybody good? Yes. All right, let me lube the tubes for just a second. It's hard to scream all night and the next day. <laughs> so what are, the, what are they telling us these days? Are we going to speak out of our, are we going to go with the truth or our own resources? Well, here's what Joe Biden's saying. So everybody has to be vaxxed and that saves everybody, right? Okay, well, let's look at the stats, shall we? I've told you this before, but at UCF where I played college football, everybody always said, I mean, literally it was a, a literal mantra. The eye in the sky does not lie. You play college football, they film everything you do. Everything's on the tower. All day, every practice, every second, they film it. And if you blow it, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Well, I had a great practice. That's not what the eye in the sky says. 
had a great game. That's not what the eye in the, you know what they did in the games? They graded you every play. Plus or minus and you got a percentage. It was put up when I, every, every Sunday morning after church and with the Faith Assembly of God in Orlando, I drive because college football is a seven day a week job. He drove after the game on Saturday night, church Sunday morning, back there by noon for films. Four or five hours of watching graded films, play by play, position by position. So every time the play was run, it was run 11 times. Well, let's look at the left guard. Let's look now at the center. Now the right guard. Now the right tackle. Now the tight end. Now the wide receiver. Let's go back to the running back. Now the quarterback. Every, you sat there for hours watching it. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. You knew the plays that were coming that were you too. Oh man, that one. The one where you like tripped over yourself out and wide open. You know everyone's going to laugh at you. So here's the eye in the sky when it comes to COVID. Are you ready? They just don't lie. Now there's the thing. Now these are CDC stats. So they are inherently lies, but this is what they're putting out. This, but their own lies prove they're lying. So 378,000 people, they said, died of COVID in the United States in 2020. 378,000. Please keep in mind that we have 350 million people live here. This is the plague of the century. How many people died of the, of the bubonic plague when they caught it? Killed off about 50 to 75% of the entire European continent. Not 0.1%. And they call it their parallel. We're, we're, we are actually doing way more for this than they did for the Black Plague. There's way more tyranny being instituted for this than the Black Plague. So anyway, I just, I'm arming you so that you can know the truth. This won't necessarily save anybody. I'm just telling you so you know the truth and that you do not get misled. So 378,000 people, according to the CDC, died of COVID-19 in 2020. How many people were vaccinated in 2020? Statistically, zero. Zero people. They started to have some slight immunizations in late December, but statistically speaking, zero people died, right? I mean, zero people were vaccinated. How many people died per month then with 378,000 people dying in 2020? That's 34,000, 34.3,000 per month, right? So now we're at 60% vaccinated in our country in 2021, allegedly. I don't buy that. I, almost, I couldn't do it there and I just didn't have the heart to drop bombs on them on Sunday morning. But I had some stuff I was thinking about showing you. Because you should see the crowds. We're not alone. We're the majority. How many people have been vaccinated on the planet? Eight billion people live here. Eight billion. They allegedly three, three million, three to four million have died of COVID, right? How many people live here? Eight billion. How many, how many millions in a billion? A thousand, three have died. And you lock down an entire planet and cause 300 million people to starve to death? That sounds like the bipolar medication. <laughs> Take it, it'll solve your depression via your death. <laughs> so let's look at this year. 60% of the United States is vaccinated according to the CDC. And we've had 280,000 people die in eight months. 
That's 35,000 a month. So has the death rate gone up with vaccinations or down? The eye in the sky do not lie. 34.3 thousand last year. Now everybody vaccinated is 35,000 per month. And you keep hearing the liars because they're satanic. They're demonic. There's many of these worldwide politicians, I'm telling you, that literally worship the devil. I'm telling you it's true. I'm telling you it's true. So in eight months, 280,000 people have died. That's 35,000 per month. From this time last year, August, I know it's September, but those stats aren't out yet. August of 2020 versus August of 2021. In 2021, the number of COVID cases in comparison to 2020 is up 300%. How could that be? Because vaccines cause variants. Everybody knows it. Dr. Robert Malone, if you don't follow him, you're foolish. He's the one who developed mRNA technology for the vaccines. If you're not following him, you're uninformed. He's the one telling everybody, please do not take this. It's not designed for a viral infection. Viral infections mutate whenever there is an animal host. People are like, well, it solved measles and it solved the mumps. Yeah. How many dogs have you seen with the mumps? This is the truth. If it's an animal host, you can't change it. There's only, that's, there's only one option. What is it? The Bible. You don't want a viral infection? Bind it. More stats. Per the CDC, 378,000 death certificates were signed. 378 people, 378,000 people died of COVID. That's what it says. How many people literally died of COVID out of 378,000? This is from the CDC. This is from the liars. How many people out of 378,000 people that died in 2020 allegedly of COVID-19, how many of them died of COVID-19? 20,000. 20,779. Well, there was no other mitigating factor. They died exclusively of COVID-19. 20,000. Does that sound familiar to you? Because the average death rate in America for the flu is 30 to 80,000. Flu disappeared, which should cause every church to open, and there should be a worldwide revival. Because you should have said, oh wow, we've been lied to. The flu disappears? I mean, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to use it. I mean, what are you, a bunch of idiots? They tell you the flu disappears, and you take their, you take their vaccine? You're literally, you're taking vaccines from unicorns. From the CDC, this is quoted off of their website, there is no known study that shows that masks are effective to prevent a viral infection. But what does the CDC tell you to do? But on their own website. I'm telling you, it's right there. I'm looking at it. I have a picture of it. Multiple studies show natural infection confers greater protection than vaccines. One study after another, you're better off catching it and having natural immunity. In many regions, this is where I'm finishing, Aaron, warm up in your mind. <laughs> in many regions, lockdowns led to more than two times as many deaths from suicide than from COVID. Absolute fact in England. Per the CDC, among 73 million children in America, get ready, 
Now, what are they trying to do right now? Pfizer's doing what right now? I'm finishing with this. I'm done right here. I'll get read this to you. I'm done. Everybody want to get out of here? <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to pull, pull an Arthur Pulaski at 11.08. How much more time do I have? None. <laughs> it's one of my favorite people in the world. I just, you know, I'm pulling that myself. Per the CDC, well, Pfizer right now is trying to do what? Trying to vaccinate who? Kids, why? For the love of, is the root of all. There you go. Why would you vaccinate a child against a, against a virus that has zero chance of killing them or causing them to be an infirmity? Well, let's look. Is that really true? Per the CDC, per the liars, this is the best they can pull out. So, you know, most of this is a lie too. Per the CDC, among the 73 million children in America, how many of them died? Let's look. Just 1,700 were hospitalized with COVID out of 73 million. And the stats are identical in Australia, but you have to take a picture of yourself so they can contact trace you everywhere you go. I watched New South Wales completely lock itself down with the little Hitler that they have in charge of that province. For what? Eight million, was it eight millionaire people that live there? Eight million people live there. How many deaths did they have? They locked down their entire province of eight million people. Eight people died. Eight all over the age of 70 and all with multiple comorbidities. Shut down the whole planet. Tell me that's not a lie. And tell me why would anybody comply? I'm not complying. Listen to me now. You're not going to like this? I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've already told my whole family. I'm not going in. I, you think I'm going to have the FBI decide whether I'm guilty of a crime? They've got people sitting, languishing in the metro jail for misdemeanors in solitary confinement since January. I'm a cop. I've arrested lots of people. You know what? I arrested a guy who slashed another man's throat at the Hoosier bar in Nokomis. Should have seen that crime scene. He got out before I retired. He spent three years in prison. People who are charged with unlawful parading. A second degree misdemeanor have been sitting in solitary confinement in the D.C. Metro Hell Pit Jail since January. There's no signs of him getting out. Two to four hundred people. You think I'm going in? I'm not going in. When the brown shirts come and they say, you know what, everybody's going to take that vaccination. I'm not taking that thing. Amen. I'll be giving them their vaccination. <laughs> I'm not going in. I wish you, you need to watch the second service when we get into Romans 13. For the CDC, among the 73 million children in America, just 1,700 were hospitalized with COVID. Hospitalized, not dead, with COVID between August 2020 and August of 2021. Of those numbers, how many died? Eight and one without comorbidities. Whoops! And right now, Pfizer, sendthehill.com. The hill is not right-leaning. Pfizer is looking for approval to vax everybody five and above. And there are many Christians who cannot wait 
to get their kindergartner vaccinated with the death jab that causes capillary blood clotting in your immune system to no longer fight disease. Listen, you have not seen the apocalypse yet. Next zero to seven years, you will see it. All your, all the family members there, oh yeah, I took it, I'm just fine. Capillary blood clotting takes a little while. Basically, if you actually talk to people and know whether it's Charles Hoff, whether it's uh, Robert Malone, causes your immune system to basically become like an HIV virus. Doesn't fight your disease anymore. People don't die of AIDS. They die of the complications of AIDS because their immune system is, look at me, gone. And what did people test positive with in Australia after they took the vax? There you go. But don't worry, it was okay. <laughs> no, thank you. You try to put that in me, you'll hear a loud noise. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the last thing you hear. You'll hear a loud noise and it won't be praise and worship music. <laughs> America's self-appointed COVID savior, Dr. Anthony Fauci, let me give due credit. This is from Tom Elliott. Follow him on Twitter. Repeatedly lied under oath about his role in sending China U.S. tax dollars. By the way, Rand Paul just found out what's still going on. They're still sending it. Number seven, almost done. Data now show increasing the pace of currently available vaccines will not stop the spread of COVID as Israel, where at least 78% of those eligible are vaccinated, has demonstrated. 95% of their serious COVID hospitalizations are fully double-jabbed people. Don't hear that in the United States. They're still putting it out. But I'm going to tell you, see, here's the, here's the funky thing about God. God will make sure that you're evil is exposed. He'll bring it out. People want to still believe the lies they can, but God will humiliate the unrighteous. Watch. Watch. I'm telling you, it's going to come out. Worship team, make your way. Two to go. Per the CDC, for those under 24, the chance of dying in a car crash is 10 times more likely than dying of COVID. Last one, per the CDC, there were just 7,772 deaths from COVID alone. From August of 2020 to August of 2021. That's on their website. COVID alone. What do, how do most people die of COVID? They're over the age of 80 and have multiple comorbidities. What's the survival rate for somebody over the age of 70 with comorbidities who catches COVID? What's their survival rate? Anywhere between 94 and 97%. And they shut down your whole life for that? People were walking away from the gospel of Jesus for that. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of the Amorites or the gods which your fathers served that were on the, on the other side of the river. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. With a virus, I open up the Bible and say, what shall I do with a virus? Took up my infirmities and carried my diseases. Whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loosed. By his stripes, I was already healed. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. I don't put the caveat on that of, I believe that, but you have to use wisdom. That's heresy. 
I don't put my seasoning on the Word of God. You know what? I happen to believe the book of Revelation chapter 28. Where it says those who give or add to the Word of God or subtract from the Word of God add to themselves the plagues that are written in this book. No thank you. I want mercy. I don't want judgment. So I will obey the Word of God. Anybody with me? Stand with me. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and asking Him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. You said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.